Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Travis. We're back and we're bloody disgusting. This is our first episode and season, whatever, on our shiny new network, Feeling Fancy. If you're new and checking us out, welcome. Stick around, chat with the fans, check out the Discord. Bloody Disgusting has put the quick and dirty guide to the hotel I wrote up on their website. So if you haven't yet, check that out. Bloody-disgusting.com Or just keep listening. We're going to do weird, scary hotel stuff in a minute, and then a whole bunch more for months. Uh, Welcome to our fresh batch of patrons. Queen Cam, Chicken Enigma, Abel Crunk, Witch Beef, Carmilla, and Questionable Goat. I think I got all those right. Uh, Y'all want to just get to it? Last episode's announcements were crazy long. Okay, let's go. Please enjoy the first episode of Season 5, the beginning of our behind-the-curtain arc, Merp and Burble. Large private house, four bedroom, three bath on ten acres in a desert mountain valley. Stargaze from the bedroom skylight or relax with a drink on the private wraparound patio. House must be left in same condition you found it. No smoking. Do not move the furniture. All laundry and dishes must be done to satisfaction or you risk losing your deposits. Something slick and harsh. Plats and skitters in the dark. No one knows where it came from or what it is, but it knows how to get in and it will eat anything. Key is under the mat. Darkness only. Not an emptiness, but something bereft of containment. I have presence and form, but I am in a vastness, alone. Alone. I have to... I have to... find... someone... Someone who's lost. Or I'm lost. Am I lost? I don't feel lost. I'm supposed to be... here. The darkness shimmers against itself and I feel more than I see the distant shapes of mountains cut across the sky. 
all around me, boxing me in. Boxing us in. I see the domed shape of an ugly house before me. My eyes adjust to the darkness, or the darkness adjusts to me. And the curtain is drawn back. Like grains of sand, stars fill the sky, robbing me of my dark canopy. The starlight is terrible, like many thousands of eyes watching me from the cosmos. The side of my face tingles, and I have to look away. I look into the house, focusing on it entirely. The lights are on. Someone is inside. I find myself waiting, and I feel that lost feeling again. I was looking for someone in the house. The moonlight cradles the house in blue, and it looks back at me with orange windows wide and vacant. Inside, I can see someone flitter from room to room. He's taking pictures, making notes, making small and pointless adjustments to knickknacks and tacky art. He's got a deep red blazer and an argyle sweater on, despite it being the middle of the desert. That's not who I'm looking for. That's not the guest. They're preparing the space for the guest. I recognize the type. Am I supposed to... No. No, they were... He... He was... I have to... The moon spills soft light across the dusty house. It fills the sky so suddenly. I don't know if it wasn't always there. Its shape is horrible and wrong. It's cubed and rounded. It shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be here. It should be somewhere else. And I know it's wrong. It's wrong. I was looking for him. I was supposed to be there, but I'm here and it's wrong. I have to find. I have to. I have to find find the silhouette of a woman in a dress, but the moonlight doesn't find her. Something twinkles there in that dark, distant shape, though, and I... I crouch down. The sand is cool beneath my bare feet and hands. I grab idle fistfuls and let the grains hiss softly through my fingers. The moonlight bounces off my smooth, bald head and catches on the gooey film that is all that covers me. The night air chills my clammy flesh, and my mouth hangs slack and dripping. I watch the house ahead, still as a stone. Something patters silently past me, and I grab it out of the dust in a heartbeat. I pop the lizard into my mouth and chew it noisily, dropping bits of gore and bone down my front and to the ground. It's hardly even a snack, and the foul taste makes my mouth water. I dart my sunken eyes around, checking for intruders and more potential prey. All I see is the man inside, still preparing to host prey of his own, 
Satisfied that we're alone, I lollop on all fours quickly through the sand, murping and burping as I go. I slither to a stop behind the trash cans, knocking them down. I whip my pale head in every direction, checking again for intrusion. The dark circles under my silver eyes let me see much better in the dim light. I crawl over the cans and claw across the driveway. The slimy trail I leave will evaporate in the morning sun. The only evidence I was ever here will be the rended and bloody bits of whatever parts of the landlord I leave behind. I claw at the ground in agitation and burble to myself. I bounce on my back legs below the windows and watch the man as he fluffs pillows on an ugly orange couch. My mouth is still agape, but my top lip curls. I hate this man. I hate his light, bouncing walk and his long, unstyled hair. I hate that he has food in there that he won't give to me. I hate that he's not... someone. <laughs> he saw me. In my distraction, I started clawing the window. He shrieks at me and stumbles away, falling back over the couch. I only realized I was growling lowly when I stopped. He must have seen me against the open black eyes of the window pane. Seen me drooling and growling and slobbering with dead, beady eyes. Something like a smile tries to crawl over my face. I don't have to creep in the dirt. I don't have to claw over his garbage. I don't have to shy away from the eyes of the cosmos. I don't have to do a damn thing I don't want to. I bark out something like a laugh, something primal and guttural. I stand up on my legs and hit the window with a limp hand. Inside, the house is all quiet and clean. I bang my hand on the window again, smearing it with something slick. I bang again, and again, and again. My rhythm picks up and I see him crawling away, trying to hide. I grunt and snarl and hiss as I pound the glass harder and harder with both of my thick, limp, heavy hands. He's frozen in fear, unable to comprehend me, unable to catalog me, able only to fear me, to be disgusted by me. He holds his hand up, already trying desperately to keep me at bay, to keep me outside to keep me from what I want. The glass won't shatter no matter how hard I hit it. My hands throb and blood gallops through my veins. In my frenzy, I bite and gnash at the window itself. I scrape and claw at it until I can't see through the slime and long white gouges I put in the glass. I scream until my throat threatens to bleed and beat my own bald head with my hands as my fury looks for something flesh to destroy. He finds his last breath of courage and flees to the front door to lock me out. I run to meet him there, kicking up columns of sand in my wake. The dust hangs in the air like the stars in the sky, and dimly through my animal madness, I recognize a putrid woman with starlight seams watching me from the dark. I don't care about her anymore, though. I don't care about anything except getting inside.
Hey, this is Travis with a brief ad break. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. We get to the door at the same time. I hear a pathetically soft click as the man tries to lock me out. I feel the satisfying snap in my hand as I twist the knob and shatter the lock. He shrieks again as I hunch my shoulders and push the door in. His scream escapes through the open crack. I hear it traveling across the quiet desert, bouncing softly off the nearby mountains until it fizzles into nothing, abandoning him to me. All he has left now are the sobbing cries of desperate madness. They won't be nearly enough to keep me out. He's trying to get the door closed, but I've already worked one of my powerful arms in, and I swipe at him with my dull, ragged nails, trying to grab a handful of skin from his meat. I catch his cheek, and a wet, red chunk comes away in my hand. He falls over backwards, and the blood rushes into his mouth through the new hole in his head. I crouch down and chew my prize noisily, his blood mixing with my drool and ooze as the door swings open sickeningly slowly. He tries to scream again, but all he can do is choke on his own gore. He tries to stand up, but the cheap tile floor is slippery and red and he flops uselessly in his own muck. I let his rubbery cheek fall out of my mouth and I watch him as he slides and gags like a dying fish. He crawls on his knees, one hand trying to hold back the deadly tide of his bloody face, the other clawing its way to the carpeted living room. I stare at him now, my expression dead and dull. I crawl after him, matching his pace, watching him temporary placidity, his blood is warm on my palms. The deadly smell of it overwhelms us both and my mouth waters again. I tread carefully so I don't lose my footing on the slick entryway floor. He's pleading with me now, shaking his head and sputtering. He's so pale. He must feel it, that turn inside when the body knows it's going to die soon. He chokes on this knowledge, buried deep but surfacing, 
and I grin at him with his own blood covering my tiny teeth. He doesn't like that. He flips over and lets his wound flow freely onto the carpet while he crawls on all fours away from me as fast as he can. The blood loss is too much for this man who has never known hardship or fear or pain. Turning over and panicking dumps a clotted mess from his gibbering lips and he nearly passes out. I grunt softly at him so he knows I'm still right here. He manages to summon a heaving moan, low and sad and heavy with understanding. I grab his ankle and he tries to kick me off with his other leg. He hasn't yet realized he's used up the last of his precious energy. I explain it to him by chewing through the muscles and tendons above his foot. I leave him there, bleeding from both ends and gagging to explore this ugly house. I stand up, hunched slightly, knees bent, hands hanging loosely from my wrists and covered in blood. I lurch from room to room, grunting with each step. In the living room, I jump from couch to chair to love seat, tearing the pillows apart and covering the entire room in bloody feathers. I run the water in the bathrooms and leave them to overflow after drinking my fill. The kitchen is almost entirely empty of food, but I chew through the meager snacks that the man bothered to provide his guests. Chips, mostly. Room after room, I find myself exploring and destroying. I tear the curtains and spit bloody streaks on the walls. I smash the mirrors. I smash the picture frames. I throw the TV speakers through the windows. Each room I find empty fills me with anger all over again. I go through the entire house twice, and by the time I return to the living room, my breath is coming out in ragged grunts. I have to jump onto the wall-mounted TV to get it to break loose. I pound my limp, heavy hands onto the screen until they bleed. I pound my bloody fists onto my thighs in frustration and scream. My rage needs to punish something alive again. I leap across the room to where I left the owner of this... The owner of... But I wasn't looking for the owner. I try to remember again, but my face tingles and the thought slips away. It slips away. The man. He's not in the front hall anymore. A large pool of dark blood is smeared now, drawing accusatory and betraying lines out the front door. I see him there, just outside the threshold on the cusp of moonlight. He crawled out into the desperate, dusty night while I was looking for... Something. Someone. A bloody hiss squirms through my teeth and I leap again on all fours back into the night, back where I came from. I grab his good leg and take a deep bite from his ankle. The blood dribbles out of the corners of my mouth and his bone crunches softly on my teeth. But he doesn't move. He doesn't moan. He's already gone. I let his leg fall from my mouth and quake with fresh rage. I howl hoarsely at the soft-cubed moon and beat his lifeless form with my heavy, open hands. 
I pound and hit and croak until my muscles burn hotter than my fury. I sit back on my legs and bounce softly, breathing and sweating hard. He's not here. He's not here. But she is. A shadow in the moonlight. A figure hiding in plain sight. I can see the shape of her bent and broken head, though. I can see starlight in her eyes, illuminating her softly in the dark. I can see the rotten skin that covers her. I can see the starlight creeping out where her flesh is rotting off. I can smell the death on her. This rotten thing transfixes me until the world falls away. The warm light from the ugly house, the bloody man at my feet, even the open cosmos above all dims and fades in the presence of this terrible woman. She smiles at me, and my anger crystallizes into something cold and familiar. <laughs> it's her. Everything else is dark, and even the mountains who have been collecting our screams vanish back into the void. I turn to run, but she's there. I turn again and again, but in every direction she is there and getting closer. Her starlight giggles fill my mind and threaten me with madness. In my panic, I turn in circles, looking for any escape from this powerful corpse. I feel something deep inside pulling me, pulling me towards her, pulling me somewhere, somewhere I don't want to be. I feel the curtain dropping again. I feel myself fading into her terrible light, and I feel... Him. Somewhere far away, but very close. Somewhere. Someone I've been looking for. I point myself in a direction that doesn't exist and leap one final time with everything I have, everything I am, and hope that this leap will be the leap of... <laughs> <laughs> We regret that our home will be unable to host you as your hotel for the night. The property manager was found chewed and beaten into pulp, and the bloodstains may never come out of the carpet. Some hungry goblin was looking for a missing piece of herself and vanished into the night. The Hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum Drake. 